social selling done the right way is about being a resource, bringing value to your network, building rapport, sharing insights that help to create credibility and trust, earning you the right to get the sales conversation. Three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's your host, the Small Biz Chat Lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I am so excited to welcome you to another episode of our great show. If you want to learn how to really leverage social media selling, you're in the right place. Now, really, it's about thinking about what you need in your business for your long-term strategy. If you sell B2B, well, then you better know how to sell on LinkedIn. And I've got the LinkedIn whisperer here who's going to give you all of the tips. And we're going to learn a little bit of LinkedIn etiquette, too. Now, listen, the Small Biz Chat podcast is a peer-to-peer mentoring program. We have designed this show to give you advice that you otherwise would have to pay lots of dollars for. I also wanted to give you information so that you could get it from different perspectives because the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. We've been doing this for well over a decade, and I am committed to helping you live your dream life as an entrepreneur. So with that, let me formally introduce my guest, Ms. Bren Tillman. Bren is known as the LinkedIn Whisperer. She is the CEO of Social Sales Inc. And for over a decade, she has been teaching sales teams, business leaders, and entrepreneurs how to leverage LinkedIn for social selling. As a former sales trainer and salesperson herself, Bryn has adapted all of the traditional sales techniques to what we call this new digital world. She guides professionals to establish a subject matter expert brand, find and engage the right targeted market, and leverage clients and networking partners for warm introductions to qualified buyers. Bryn is also the co-host of Making Sales Social Podcast and the author of the LinkedIn Sales Playbook, a tactical guide to social selling. For more information, all you have to do is go to socialsaleslink.com. Bryn, welcome. Hey, Melinda, thank you so much for that uh, introduction and I appreciate being here with you today. You know, I have to take a point of privilege here. You know, I have known you, I think, almost since the very beginning when I first became the small business lady. Like, literally, we were like early OGs to, yeah. to, to yeah. social media and social selling. And I think I met you in person for the first time. I want to say it was 13 years ago, we were both at an event because you you were based in Philadelphia at the time, and we were both speaking at an event for the Philadelphia Business Journal, and you were doing the workshop on LinkedIn, and I was doing the workshop on Twitter. 
oh my gosh, right? (laughs) And you know, it's funny because at the time I thought, ah, Twitter. And then I watched you and I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea it had that much power. And I think you felt the same way about LinkedIn and we immediately were like, oh, I I did. I did. And I always laugh because I said, okay, the number one Twitter expert and the number one LinkedIn expert both live in Philadelphia. (laughs) Like I felt like, oh, they need to know about it. Right. So I'm so excited that both of us are still in the game. I mean, teaching social media selling and so many other things. And, you know, coming out of the pandemic, one of the biggest things that small business owners were really struggling with was social selling. People, so many small businesses went down because people didn't know how to sell online. People didn't know how to buy ads. People didn't have an email list, didn't know what a sales funnel was, right? You know, so there were all these things that you and I have been you know, talking about for over a decade. And then all of a sudden the world shuts down and the only way people can buy is online. And so I I really wanted to start it there to really talk about like, you know, how I want to talk to you about your origin story, how you got started, and then how you realized very early on that, that LinkedIn was important. And so I, I really want to kind of understand because I know for me, I read a trade journal in 2007 that said social media was going to be the next big thing in marketing and change traditional marketing. And it was at that time that I said, okay, we stopped doing videos. We stopped doing websites. We started doing social media. And how we learned social media was by building my small biz lady brand. That's how we learn. And that's next thing you know, corporations are calling us, hey, can you come in and consult with our social media team? These people have no idea what they're doing. You know, so literally that is how I I built my company. But I really wanted to, I wanted to know how you figured out that LinkedIn was the magic bullet. Oh, great question. Well, I've always been in sales and sales training. And I love business development. I, you know, I was the traditional, I started, grew up in cold calling and then knocking on doors and, um, you know, in, in the very traditional cold calling. In fact, Philadelphia Business Journal was the event where we met. I used to prospect through the Philadelphia Business Journal. I would cut out articles of CEOs and stick posty notes and my business card on them and mail it to them, right? Like the all that traditional. And I love sales, not because of all of that work. I love sales because it was helping people and communicating and engaging with people. What I didn't like was the cold calling, but it was part of the game, right? Like there was no other way to set appointments, right? Networking, which I did, and cold calling. So I liked everything except the cold calling piece. And I recall really early on sitting across from a client, staring at his overflowing Rolodex. Uh, Listeners, if you are under 50 and you don't know what a Rolodex is, ask your parents. Um, But staring at this Rolodex, thinking if I could get my hands on that for 20 minutes, I could identify who he knew that I wanted to meet. I could ask for introductions and I wouldn't have to cold call anymore. When I saw LinkedIn, by the way, I called it LinkedIn for at least three months. (laughs) 
don't feel bad. I called Twitter tweeter. Like when somebody first was trying to tell me about Twitter, I was like, what is tweeter? What are you talking about? And I mean, you know, to then become such a Twitter diva was like hilarious. But trust me, I know exactly what you mean. Oh, yeah. So this LinkedIn thing solved a big problem. It allowed me to search and filter my connections, connections. I had access to my clients' Rolodexes. I had access to my network, networking partners' Rolodexes. And I'm like, this is amazing. I have been asking for this forever. I was so grateful to Reed Hoffman for building it for me, right? Like, I was like, you solved my problem. I love sales. And now I can love 100% of sales because I don't have to cold call anymore. And so I really started then, you know, teaching it for free for a long time. And then, you know, after maybe two years of free, I'm like, wait, why am I doing, like, I'm doing this because it was like a loss leader to bring business into my sales training business. And I'm like, this is more valuable than the overcoming objections that I'm teaching people, right? So I ended up launching, I, I, I had a, a wonderful friendship with my a, a partner at the time. And I said, I don't want to do this traditional stuff anymore. I really just want to do this LinkedIn. And so I launched now about nine years ago where I'm solely focused on LinkedIn for business development. And I never look back. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. I Professionally. It. I also have children because that's also <laughs> the thing I've ever done. <laughs> Wait, no, we got to clarify. No, we love our children. but that, And I have a grandbaby and one on the way. Oh, my gosh. I am not at that level yet, but I'm, <laughs> trying, I'm trying to get one out of my house into college. But so, so let's talk about LinkedIn, though. Why do you think it has become like the number one sales mm -hmm. tool for B2B sellers, especially? But I personally think it can help anyone, but in particular, Folks trying to find decision makers, I don't know a better place to go than LinkedIn. So LinkedIn did a brilliant job in building a database, right? Building a database that is self-updating. Individuals continue to update their profile. So it is, whether it was on purpose or not, the most real-time data you'll ever find. There is no other company that could keep up as quickly with the population and the turnover and where people as LinkedIn does. So that's number one. A database is as clean as any database will ever be. Number two, your email that you own, you don't own LinkedIn, you own your email list. There is 20% turnover year over year. We know that because of LinkedIn. That means one out of five of your emails are going to bounce next year and one of five the next year. LinkedIn allows us to find out where they are. What's the new email? So, so the real-time data is critical. Number two, what did they do right? Because they, they were this networking tool for careers and jobs, it opened up an opportunity for sales. I go back to the Rolodex that no other platform has. You can go into Facebook and look up your Facebook friends and your Instagram followers, and, but you can't filter it by job title. 
you can't filter it by company size, right? There are so many uh, opportunities inside of LinkedIn to build an ideal list that is as updated as any list could ever be. And you can see your social proximity to who in your network can help you gain access to those, uh, those targeted folks. So wh why is LinkedIn it? Because that's where your, your prospects are hanging out if you're selling B2B and even B2C, right? And executives are there. CEOs are there. I, I mean, Obama is there, right? Like, <laughs> I am one degree from Obama, <laughs> like, right? So, so the, the concept that people are attainable through social proximity is also incredibly powerful. So let's talk about traditional selling. Is it dead or is it like, is it it's more? Yeah, How is it's, it more? so traditional. So it's still about relationships where the new way is broken. And I'm really hoping that there's this pendulum that we get back into the middle is, you know, AI and bots and this, this fake profile outreach garbage, right? Oh, so, oh yeah. So gone from, um, deep relationships to telemarketing, which I think is the bots of, you know, of phones, right? Telemarketers or to real spam, but social selling done the right way is about being a resource, bringing value to your network, building rapport, sharing insights that help to create credibility and trust earning you the right to get the sales conversation, right? Well, and yeah. Well, let's talk about that because I feel like the biggest knock on LinkedIn, and I, I got to tell you, I, I, it, it's the constant, it's the spam. It's the two seconds after I meet you, two seconds after I accept your connection. And I'm with someone that, accept connections for people that I don't know. But when I do, I'm always like, really, they're going to send me their full pitch, not even two minutes later. And what's really funny to me is I can always tell when they're using a bot on me, because the last book that I published with Simon & Schuster, when I put it on my profile, it put Simon & Schuster on my thing, like it looks like I work for Simon & Schuster. So you wouldn't believe how many emails I get Oh, I'd love to bring my services to Simon and Schuster. And I'm like, so would I, like they're just yeah. a publisher, you know, but, but again, I'm almost glad mine is like that. So I can tell when somebody's trying to use a bot to communicate with me. So what, I mean, what are some of the cons on, on LinkedIn? I mean, when, when are they going to figure that out and ban it all together? So, you know, the connect and pitch is a bait and switch, and it's really a problem on LinkedIn. LinkedIn tries. You can report them. And if they're reported three times, they will get shut down for 24 hours. And if they're reported again, they will get shut down permanently. But 
they will pop into their head somewhere else and some other, right? And some other, it, it, it's, a, it's a tough thing, but he, here's the challenge. Number one, I at one time I did accept everyone. I don't anymore. I reply to everyone. You know, I, I'll reply and say, hey, Melinda, thank you so much for your connection request. Typically, I only connect with people. I know may ask how you found me. And if they don't respond or it responds with a bot, done. Okay. If they respond, oh, I saw your content. Great. You're in because you're a human being and you're talking to me. Right. So that's that's been my response to the overflow of spam. The other thing is I never connect with anyone cold. I'll engage with their content. I'll, I'll do a little social listening, find out what's meaningful to them. I'll look at our social proximity. How are we connected? And I'll say, hey, Melinda, I see you know Michelle Snow. I'm looking to get in front of her. How, how well do you know her? And do you have any insights you might be able to share? And we have a conversation like, she's awesome. I, you know, we're really good friends. And I'll say, you know, would it be okay if I mentioned we chatted today? Sure. I reach out, Michelle, Melinda Emerson and I were chatting the other day. Your name came up in our conversation. She says, hello, right? Like, let's connect. She's going to accept my connection request. And even though I've done nothing but drop your name with permission, with permission, right? I'm already at a very high level of credibility. And so if we can slow down our outreach just a little bit, we will speed up our, our outcome. I like that. I like that. That, that. I think that's tweetable. You said if you slow down your outreach, you will speed up the outcome. Yes. I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you credit the first time I say that, Bren, and then I'm going to steal it. I just want you to <laughs> tell you to your face I'm going to do It's that. published, trademarked, but you can use it all you want. <laughs> Now, listen, well, let's talk about some basic LinkedIn stuff, though. When it comes to setting up a great LinkedIn profile, what, what, do, we, like, what do we need to know? Because I see some bad practice out here, too. Well, so it shouldn't, if you're in a business development role, you're a small business looking to grow, it should not be your resume. Your buyers don't care about all the jobs you had before the job you're in now that is positioned to serve them. So we need to really make the shift from a resume to a resource. This is a landing page. This is an opportunity for them to test drive you, to experience you. I want the goal of your profile for your buyers that visit this profile, for them to say, boy, I learned so much here. I can't imagine how great a phone call would be. So how do you do that, right? The first thing is your headline should not just be your title and company name. It should resonate with your buyer and let them know immediately how you can help them or the solution that you bring. So that they know, hey, this is for me and I want to keep reading. So it's who you help, how you help them, and your solution. In your headline, 220 characters. Next is your about section. This is not your mission, your passion, your vision, your years in business. This is literally the challenge your buyers are facing. Vendor agnostic insights, things that get them thinking differently about their current situation, where they go, ooh, that's interesting. 
And then we need to get some, create a compelling moment, right? So I, I resonate, we're resonating with the buyer, we're teaching them something new, and then we're saying, hey, look, if you're feeling this, let's chat. Whether or not we decide to work together, I could provide insights that can help you do X. And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, we took the pressure off, even if we don't work together, I'm going to help you. And that's the world that we're in today. We have to really detach from what the prospect is worth to us and attach to what we are worth to the prospect. How much value can I bring them? If we bring tons of value before the sale, they know that they're going to get value after the sale. So our our profile has to be positioned to do that. I I like that. But now... What about, I've seen people take this tactic on LinkedIn where they reach out and they say, hey, I'm trying to do a better job of connecting with the people in my network. Can we schedule a 15-minute Zoom call or or in-person coffee date or whatever? What did you thought about that strategy? Because I usually say no to that too, because it's usually all the financial planner people trying to talk to me. Um, but I, yeah. I I usually like I don't have any reason to want to talk to you, so right. no. But but I just wondered what you thought about that strategy. So you have to earn the right to ask for the call, right? You have to earn the right. My time is valuable. You have to master the ask offer ratio. The ask offer ratio is I am asking for time, even if it's time to read my article or watch my video, right? I'm asking you to invest your time at the end of that investment or, you know, of each, there's one of three reactions. One, that was a bait and switch. So if you connect with me and then ask me, I just want to get to know my network and I look and I go, you're in sales. That was a bait and switch. I know it's a bait and switch. Right, right. I know your goal is not to really get to know me. It's to sell me. Right. right. Number two is neutral. We connected, you ignored me, I ignored you, or just, right. it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't help grow your business. Right. Number three is compelling. We've got to get to a compelling, when we master the ask offer ratio, the time you invested in whatever I asked you to invest in, what you got more value than you value your time. So you got an ROI, a return on investment of your time. If you get $500 an hour for coaching and you just spend 10 minutes, it better be worth more than 60 bucks in my head, right? Whatever it is, like I, I'm not good at that. But, but there's an ROI in that. If there's a mental ROI. So if you're asking for 15 minutes of my time, you need to have already earned that right with mastering the ask offer ratio prior to the ask of a call. So how do you do that? Well, there's a few things. Number one, we can ask for their opinion on things. Now that may seem backwards, but if we value their insights, they believe investing their time in voting on a poll, on sharing in a comment their thoughts, Believe it or not, that's worth a lot to them. Emotionally, we made them matter. 
we cared about their opinion, number one. Number two, provide insights. And I, that's the order I do it. I really slow it down. I connect. I ask for their subject matter expertise in a, usually a one-click vote on a poll that I have running. Or, you know, I, I, I posted this question as a CEO. I'd love your, your thoughts and comments. I appreciate the company you've built and the things that you've done. And your thoughts can really help my, my network. They are honored. Then I'll say, hey, I'm not sure if you're exploring X, Y, and Z, but if you are, I've got this ebook I'd be very happy to share with you. Let me know if you're interested. I'll send you a link. Now, notice what I did. I never send a link without permission. It Number one, it creates FOMO, fear of missing out. If I don't have the link, I'm never going to have the link. If you just send me the link, I can go back to the link anytime. So I don't have the link. Mm. Number two, you respected my inbox. You can send me this link and I don't feel spammed anymore. Right? So, and now when they say yes, and if my content is of great value, which it needs to be, or it won't work, I have now mastered the ask offer ratio again. And now I may have earned the right. If, if this resonated with you, if you have any questions around this topic, I'm happy to jump on a 15-minute call. Let me know if that would be valuable to you. Right. Not to me. Right. Would it be valuable to you? That's the difference. Yes. So one of the other things I noticed about LinkedIn lately is probably once or twice a week, I'm contacted by some LinkedIn automation firm that would love to help me get 10 to 30 leads a week from their activities through my account. <laughs> and I know the answer to this, but for the sake of my audience, will you talk about, you know, automation, good thing, bad thing, you know, tell me about it. So first, it breaks LinkedIn's user agreement, 8.2.2. You can get shut down. You are scraping personal data. You are not allowed to do that according to LinkedIn. Now, these, these firms will tell you, oh, we sued LinkedIn and we won. And you know what? They're right. Their company is legal. As a user, you've agreed not to use them. Oh, okay. So it's a very interesting dynamic. And believe me, LinkedIn is shutting people down for using it. So that's number one. Number two, would you send a robot to a chamber of commerce networking event to build relationships? I wouldn't. No, no, I would never do that. So why are we doing this online? The, there is a human being on the other side, not a lead. Oh, you know, when we start thinking of lists of people as, you know, we put dollar amounts on them. It's so broken. When we put our commission over the needs of our buyers, it's broken. And when we think there is an easy button for me to make money, it's broken. I am going to tell you, I know almost no one that has gotten success. What are they calling a lead? Is a connection a lead? 
I mean, a lead to me is someone that I've talked to, I've uncovered a challenge that they're facing, and that I have a solution that may be able to solve that problem. Until that, there's no lead attached to them. And so all of that is broken, all in my opinion. Even in the sales world, that's broken. You know, even in my CRM, when it says add a lead, it makes me cringe. In Sales Navigator, when it says lead list, it makes me cringe. It's really a list of my ideal persona that I'd like to start a conversation with that if, in fact, there's a need, may become a lead. I love it. I love it. All right, Bren, I get this question a lot. Is it worth paying for LinkedIn? And if you do pay for LinkedIn, should you just pay for Navigator? Is it worth having a premium account? Give us the deal. So if you are in a business development role or you have someone on your team in a business development role, I believe it is the most effective sales tool available to us today. However, it's like a gym membership. What do I mean? We sign up, we show up for three or four weeks, and then we stop going, but we keep paying. So we have to make sure that if we are going to get a sales navigator, that we're going to have a plan, that it's part of our sales and marketing strategy. It's not just a, a plugged-in tool, but there is a real strong strategy around it, an approach um, that's trackable that uh, allows us to see successes uh, so that we can a we can a b test things and make sure that our outreach is is successful. There are so many tools out there for sales, whether you're talking about a CRM, which obviously is an important tool, or you're talking about like a sales loft or you know where you have um, cadences every single day to do. But Sales Navigator has a few things that no other tool in the entire world has. Number one, it's got LinkedIn's database. Right. Number two, it has some of the most powerful filters to allow us to truly identify exactly who in our network, it, it, that, you know, that who they are, where they are, what industry they're in, um, if they've been active on LinkedIn in the last 30 days, if they've shared content in the last 30 days, if um, they've changed jobs in the last 90 days, like we can go so granular into the data like that LinkedIn has through Sales Navigator, it can really help us um, zone in on exactly the types of people that we want to have conversations with. And right. that's part of it. So, yeah. so what is the best way to learn how to use Navigator, Brent? Because Navigator is tough. I feel like that's almost a softball or maybe, I'm not sure. The best way is to hire us. No, but I mean, look, Sales Navigator, they have training. They have, like when you go on, they have mini videos. They take you through some training. And they teach you the features and the benefits, but they don't teach you the strategy. And so you may identify uh, very specific, you'll say, oh, I love this list, 
but how do I approach it? How do I engage them? One of the things we can do in Sales Navigator is take inventory of our existing connections. So now I make a list in Sales Navigator of all the perfect people I'm already connected to that I've been ignoring. And now what? Right? What do we do with it? So that's where, you know, so how do you learn that? Where do you learn that? Well, you can go go listen to my podcast, Making Sales Social, that'll help. Um, but I'm just going to give you a, a how do you, what do you do with them? Put out a poll and ask them to vote. Put out a piece of content and ask them for their, their comment. People are absolutely honored when you put out a, if I reached out and I said, Hey, Michelle, as a as one of the best business coaches in all the land, I would love your one click vote on a poll on what do executives really need to learn? Right. And, and, and she'd be like, wow, that, you know, she thought of me and yes, because she is, but now I'm going to actually reach out in that case, maybe to all of the business coaches that I'm connected to. Michelle is still the best, but all of the business coaches I'm, I'm connected to and ask them a similar question as a top business coach in my network is probably how I'd say that. I'd love your one click vote. Now it's almost a discovery ish question, mm -hmm. but I could get hundreds of votes on a poll that can help me start a conversation with my ideal persona, and it can help me identify who's worth talking to now and, you know, move on with that. Like, hey, thanks for voting on the poll. I was so surprised to see what your, your colleagues are voting on. I'd love to share those results with you and tell you a little bit about where you benchmark among your peers. If you're open and you think that would be helpful to you, let's set up a call. And so, you know, but it's about them. It's not about me and my solution. Sure. But let's talk about your, your you have this group, right? Social Sales Link. And people mm -hmm. can pay and you do these like, live hot seat LinkedIn, like you get into Navigator and show them how to do stuff. Yeah. Please talk about that because I just think that is so cool. I've sent you so many people, clients of mine. I don't try to teach people LinkedIn. I send them to people who know LinkedIn. So I, I think that it's important to talk about because I think it's a very affordable resource. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a dollar for the first month and then $97 a month. And it's great. And we have some people that are on every single call and that's their hour that they're doing emails in the background, listening and pop in and ask their questions. We have some people that I have someone who pays every month and about every three or four months, she jumps on, she asks a question about a specific prospect. We write her template. She goes out, she closes business and doesn't come back for three or four months, but she is like a $40,000 sale that we helped her get through. So yeah. it, it's really about, you know, what makes the most sense for each person, but we are there supporting now hundreds of, of uh, members and it's really fun and there's no commitment. They can pay, you know, they can leave, they can come back, whatever they want to do. Love it. Love it. All right. Now, Brent, what is the best business advice you've ever received? From you. Write a book. <laughs> we were, I don't know if you remember, we were sitting in King of Prussia in um, 
Oh gosh, it was a, a I can't. It, there's two restaurants next to each other. It was Maggiano's. an Italian restaurant and then a bakery. Maggiano's. Maggiano's, but it was the bakery next to it. And we were sitting in a booth, and I said to you, Melinda, how do? What do I do now? And you're like, write a book. And I said, how do I do it? And you gave spent about 15 minutes. And six months later, I published my book and it was the best thing I ever did. All right. Well, I love hearing that. I, I don't even remember telling you that. So wonderful. I'm glad that I gave somebody some business advice that they you actually even introduced me to the person that put, I put my first book together. Oh my gosh. I, I don't even As remember. the one in the South, Carolina, maybe, or North Carolina. I have to remember it, you know. It's yeah. 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 You set me up with her. She was amazing. She laid out my first book. Yeah. So there you go. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, thank you so much, Bren. Your advice has been invaluable. Anybody who didn't get something about LinkedIn that they could use now that they didn't know before they listened to this podcast, shame on you because Bren is the truth. I appreciate you so much. This has been such an amazing conversation we have had today. Thank you to my guest, Bryn Tillman, the LinkedIn Whisperer. Check out her group at socialsaleslink.com. Thank you all for joining me for another episode of the Small Biz Chat podcast. If you're still working on your digital pivot, don't forget to head over to our online school, Small Biz Lady University. We've got lots of courses there to help you finally start generating the money you deserve. And with that, I just want to leave you with I really love serving you guys with the Small Biz Chat podcast. My mission is to end small business failure. And I want to leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat podcast with Melinda Emerson. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.